1: The Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how we doing today? Oh, we got double guns. Double oh,
2: guns. Today. Well, I mean, I you know with with BC with Brian Calhoun here, like you gotta show off your guns because he's got bigger guns. Let me <laughs> he tell does. you, he's got howitzes on his arms. Um, Bad BC. Uh, my only. Question for you today is how amazing would this offense have been when you were with the Badgers? Like, how do you think back sometimes you're like, oh my God, if I had Phil Longo, I'd have 3000 receiving yards and like 10,000 rushing yards.
0: I, I will say, uh, you know, I went to practice for the first time on this past Saturday and it was pretty refreshing to see, right? Like when you come out in the 11 personnel, right? You know, one back, uh, one tight end, three wides. You know, the boxes look a lot different, right? And I also noticed that they're trying to get the the running backs more involved in the passing game, which I think is something that we haven't really had really probably since James was there, uh, James White. So that's quite a few years ago. So it's it's some nice wrinkles to see, and and hopefully, you know, it gives um, defenses something to to think about in the fall.
1: Definitely. All right. Well, we're going to get into BC's practice notes here in a minute. But before we do, got to remind you guys that we are presented by BetOnline.ag, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it. They've got it over there at BetOnline. Baseball season has kicked off. I'm a Braves fan. They look good until they got annihilated by the Padres this past weekend. Are you a I'm what, Mets fan?
2: A Mets fan. They got annihilated by Miami yesterday.
1: The BC Brewers. The
0: Brewers have the best record in baseball right now. No, they don't. No, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. 0 Tampa Okay. By the way, least. Milwaukee destroyed the Mets
2: three
1: games in a row. I don't yes. even want to get into. Well, I think the second the record.
0: best record in baseball. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Well, so. We're baseball guys, clearly, but no matter what your sport is, you can head over to betonline.ag and get some of the best odds anywhere in the world. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, when you sign up using your mobile device or over at the website betonline.ag. Bet online, where the game starts. It begins. It's going to oh, be. Oh, did in... I ruin it? Where the game yeah, starts. It's where the game begins. starts. Yeah, well. It begins be... and starts with betonline. Okay. AG. There we go. Okay, BC, we're going to begin uh, outdoor practice notes. The team was out, what was it, Saturday, I think, you were over at yeah. Camp Randall. Outside, I, you know, there was a lot of really great social media. Shout out to the social media team, by the way, uh, in this new administration for giving a lot more access, and seems to be a lot more transparency. But, BC, you were in the building. What was the first thing that, like, stood out to you the most?
0: Um. I mean, just like I now, telling Bernie before we started uh, coming on air, it's just um, you know the last X Y Z years. You you were able to walk into to building, walk into Camp Randall, and and see a lot of familiar faces. Whether you play with them, whether they've coached there for a while, so that was different because a lot of guys obviously have not returned. But I think it's uh, it's a fresh new vibe. Um, And shout out, like I said, to the marketing team. They've done a really good job of kind of rebranding Wisconsin football. So I think there's more access. Um, I think there's a lot of really cool um, videos of of workouts, videos of practice, videos of highlighting coaches. I think they've really done a really good job of really just getting the brand out there. And I think that part maybe wasn't as present uh, in years past. So that's pretty refreshing.
2: Yeah, we've had a bunch of coaches on on this podcast and they've been very excited to jump on um and talk to us about the guys. BC, what what about the energy, man? Cuz these coaches come on with us and it's like two, you know, washed up old dudes and their energy about the players that they've kind of taken over and the energy of Wisconsin's been to me like electric. So like
0: what's it like at practice with like you, everyone is new, man. Everyone. Everyone, yeah. Um, you can feel the energy as soon as you step in. Um, and, and I think that's maybe twofold. Number one, it's a whole new crew, right? They're at a a really top tier university. And so they want to put their best foot forward and they obviously want to do well here. Also too, I think it's probably genuinely who they are. I think they're a group of guys that obviously, um, as far as coaching staff, you know, a lot of them have been together before, a lot of them have relationships. So I think they really do want well. And I think that's generally who they are. And I, I think it all stems from Coach Vickle. I had a chance to uh to meet him after practice for a very few minutes. And and I just think what they're doing, trying to create this buzz around Wisconsin football that we haven't had um in a while. And I, I think that they're doing a really good job. And they're and they're reaching out to to everybody, right? They're inviting former, former alumni and, and players back, they're inviting Um, and reestablishing the connections in the high school, uh, high schools in Wisconsin. So I think they're doing a good job and, and you just only hope by all this, um, buzz around the program that they're able to manifest that into, um, you know, really good seasons after seasons, after seasons. But so far, I think you couldn't ask for a better way to kick off a, a new, uh, regime.
1: Yeah, I think it's really interesting too. You you, you talk about the buzz around the program, and we've already seen it in recruiting, right? They've got five commits from like big time players, like really big time players, like four four stars, I think already. Um, out of these out of these five kids, and it's early, and there's going to be more kids coming as the spring goes along. What has it been? I mean, you're you're in Milwaukee. Are people talking about it? Just like in school halls, like what's it? I mean, even if you know you're teaching where you're teaching may may not be talking as much football in the halls there. You know, what what's the buzz around, you know, Milwaukee for those of us like myself and Bernie who aren't, you know, there on a daily basis?
0: I mean, I think there's there's excitement. Um, I, I get questions all the time about, you know, how do I feel about the hire? Um, you know, how do you feel about how things are going in this direction? And honestly, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say. Um I think the more and more I hear Coach Fickle talk, the more and more um I believe that he's all in. He's he's willing to, like I said, kind of rebrand or recreate this brand to being an elite university, which means getting recruits, which means updating facilities, which means updating the marketing. Um, and so I, I think they're really on a really good track. And there's a lot of really good players in the state of Wisconsin. And they've already got, uh, I think, one or two. I know they got a lineman from Arrowhead committed. There's mm-hmm. a couple more at Caffin Memorial. from Wanakee. Yep, from Wanakee. Um, I know there's two big uh, recruits from Catholic Memorial. So being able to keep those guys in state and then also go ahead and get some skill guys and some other guys from other parts of the area, they're going to be able to 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 pull those guys in. It's not like we haven't been able to do that, but I think there's just more excitement, especially, I would say, on the offensive side. Right. you are be able to get some really talented receivers. You're able to obviously still get the old linemen and running backs, but being able to get a group of receivers, which I thought was a group that stood out when I watched practice on Saturday, um, just the skill level, just the, um, the depth that they've had. I mean, it's, it's really cool to see. And, and they play. I mean, I, I told coach Fickle when I said, I go, you know, I could really appreciate the pace and the intensity of which they practice. Right. Like, and not that saying, you know, we never played at it in, you know, with intensity because we did burn, but I think totally. just the way they go from place to place, everything's well organized. Everybody knows where they're going. Um, it was really, it was really cool to watch. and it was yeah, I, 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 I don't want to
1: interrupt you there, but like, how was it different? Like in, g- give us some minutia. Like how is it different from when you and burn were practicing Wait, for, for, for Barry so, to now? Cause I'm sure. It's, yeah. I, well, BC, I'm interested because,
2: um, when I went back and watched like, you know, the 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 team with Paul, with coach Chris, I still was like, what the These guys are going real fast, man. I don't know what's going on here. And I'm also old and I don't know what the drills are and all right. this other stuff going back and forth. But there there seems to be a difference in the pace of practice that has definitely changed since the early 2000s when we were on the team when it was like inside. Then you bounced right to team or 7 on 7 or whatever you did. It seems like that's not if everything is becoming much more, everyone's becoming uh what are like a, like a handy knife. Like you can do 10 things and people right. are doing tackling drills and blocking. And so I would love to hear what you think. Cause I think the pace was, was fast with coach Chris. So it must be even crazier.
0: Well, I, I think, think. It, it, a lot of it falls into what time, what type of team you're going to be. Right. Like, so if we're going to be a, a no huddle team, right. And so, Number 1 the offense has to get accustomed to that. Number 2 the defense has to get accustomed to playing against a style like that. So then therefore everything's fast paced. So my so what I saw was like there was very little wasted time. You know from horn to drill horn to drill there was very little wasted time, very little walking, very little um time taken out to coach. And I mean like you're not taking 10 15 minutes to necessarily coach through something, you're letting them play, and then you coach on the side when they're out. Does that make sense? And not, not, that more never not happened. Um, and the spring is meant to, to teach more, but I think it was just horn drill, horn drill, horn drill, horn drill. Everybody was always doing something. There wasn't a lot of whole lot of standing around. Um, and cause and I and I can be honest, I think when when I, we were playing Bernie, there was times where you know, I I wouldn't be in a period for three or four periods. Right. And so um, I think there's just, it seems very intentional. Right. And it seems like you're preparing the kids to play in a different style, which they are. Right. And so um, being a three wide receiver set, you got to have a bunch of guys that can go right. And you got to condition them. And I think this is the time to do it. Yeah. And you bring up a good point. I, I, I think the spring
2: game, a normal spring practice or spring the season is um is a teachable time right like you, you know you said like we're not coaching on the field i think this spring is different this is right. all new there's a lot of new players a lot of new everything offense defense 100%. terminology you, you can't you can't take the 30 whatever they have 20 something practices and say what is it 20 15 30 who knows what it is 15 15 but you also have like the 15 you know days in between right. that you could right. be working out and doing other things right. i'm sure right. You have to – you have to, in, to me, this is different. And why is it different? I think because you have all these new things happening that you have to just put the pedal to the metal and say, we will coach all this up in the film room when you're off the field um, at some other time. But you need to understand and learn the pace, and right. we need to know you're in the fire, and we just want to watch you work while you're in a place of maybe confusion instead of like you know everything and then you can go out right. and do it and i think they'll reteach a lot of this in camp right and then i think from that point it takes off. but we they're really practicing for the season i think that's exciting they're not like getting guys ready they're like no we're using these practices for to win games next season right,
0: right. no I, I think it's a, there's a skill there's a skill you have to learn to how to practice right how to practice effectively how to how to make sure you're getting everything you want to get done with also being able to teach and give experience to maybe some of the young guys, but pretty much everybody's a young guy. Cause it's a whole new offense, whole new defense, right? So there's a skill to learn how to practice. Um, but like I said, I, I I'm on the mindset of like, we're going to teach you, you know, the office of defense, we're going to go play. And then we'll, like you said, make corrections in the film room, but I want you to go out there and play fast. And I, I think they are trying to do that. And so, um, yeah, it was, it's just really, it was really kind of mind, you know, mind blowing. Like, man, they're really moving, and in the pace, and yep. you know, right, you, you almost can't quite catch your breath. But I think, you know, spring spring ball is also meant to be a little bit more challenging, a little more difficult than actual regular season in the games, just because you're preparing them for you know what they're going to see in the fall.
1: One of the things that you you mentioned before we hopped on was the amount of pass catching you saw the running backs doing. You guys are obviously running backs. So um, a two-prong question. A, how did it sort of feel and look uh, with the running backs being out in patterns more often? And B, uh, how much do you wish you could have played in this offense?
0: I Uh, definitely
2: don't wish I could have played in this offense. Well, you couldn't
1: have played in this offense, Brian. That's the problem.
0: Um, no, I, I think it's, I think it's an underrated skill for Chez and, and Braylon, you know, they haven't been able, and they haven't been asked to, to catch a lot of, to pass the backfield, but I think it's such a problem for the defense when you got a guy that, you know, a guy or two guys that can catch the ball in the backfield. Um, you know, like I said, you, you look back at James White. I mean, basically he had an eight, nine, 10 year career doing that in new England. Right. And, and so, You know, I think we were able to do it when I was there because, you know, Paul was creative in that sense of Wisconsin's never really had a guy that caught a lot of passes. And so a lot of what we did as an offense was trying to get me and Brandon Williams and Owen Daniels the ball. So we were able to play around and move me around. So I think for them, they're going to be able to do a lot of things. You're going to be able to put both those guys in the backfield at the same time. Um, Braylon can block for Chez, Chez can run routes, Braylon can pass pro. like, there's a lot of different things and create mismatches. Cause at the end of the day, as an offense, you want to put your best guys in the field and you want to create mismatches for each one of those guys. And um, I think we're finally going to start getting the skilled players on the outside to, to really make a difference. I will say this, my one question that I'm looking forward to seeing in the fall is how we utilize the tight end position. Um, Cause we've had a lot of really good tight ends, you know, Owen and Travis and Lance and, and um, Ferguson, like we've had some really good tight ends. I'm interested to see how they fit into this equation because when you go 11 personnel, three wide, sometimes the tight end can get overlooked. Um, and so I'm, I'm interested to see how big of a part they play in the, in the pass and run game. Well, The second question I would have loved to to be in this offense, you know. And obviously, you know, when I played long, 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 long time ago, um, we were really, really, really big up front, right? Our our fullback Bernie was just as big as a lot of O linemen No offense, Bernie, but yeah, not you, were, taking. you were big. You were big <laughs> and strong. Chris Presley was big and strong. So we were. We were. That was our strength, right? Not that we couldn't go three wide or four wide, which we did. But we were, we were so big and strong up front. It was easy for me to see a hole, see a crack get through it fast and then you know be off to the races. And so I think at the time the offense probably suit, you know, fit our needs and able to flex me out. But to to be able to go against, you know, a defense without an eight-man box. Um, you know, what I mean, I think, I think just like just open so many things up. Um, as far as the running back in the pass game and the run game, so I, I think it's for especially for me. I wasn't a big guy, so I would have just found a crease and try to make it work. So um, I think it's going to be a, a breath of fresh air and it's going to be re- refreshing. I think it's you know it's going to help Braylon stay a little bit healthier too, right? Not not having to you know always go against a third uh, you know eight man box and assume that we're always going to run power or inside zone or something like that. I think it's going to be able to keep those guys fresh as well. Well, you, you talked about the strength of the offensive line when you guys were there. Uh,
1: I think one of the big questions is that this is a huge transition stylistically for the offensive line. Pass first offense, like they're going to be asked to move a lot more. Like the tempo is way up. Did you notice anything about the offensive line, either in terms of physique or tempo or anything like that, that stood out to you?
0: I think a lot of them. Um, uh, so I, I played with Joe, right? And Joe was maybe not the prototypical guy we've had at Wisconsin, right? He was, I don't know, 6'6", 300, 305. 6'8". He was 6'8". So there there you go. So, like, a lot of those guys have that kind of frame, right? They're tall. um, They're a little bit leaner. They're not like, you know, the 320-pound guard that we normally have, right? A lot of them are a little bit tall, a little bit leaner, a little bit more athletic. And I think that's probably going to be the hardest transition of any group is just playing at that that tempo. The, you know, I didn't see a huddle at all on Saturday, so just everything's being called the line. And and the only thing that I would say that gives me pause is, you know, we've always been pretty good in the run game as far as run blocking, right? Even the last few years, they've been really good at run blocking. They haven't – they've struggled at times in the past pro, right? And so now you're talking about asking guys to pass pro more than they had before. And so that may take a little bit of transition, a little bit of time for them to kind of get in that mode of like, it's not going to be 50-50. It's probably going to be 60-40 pass for the run. Um, so we got to get pretty comfortable doing that and, and doing that at a, at a high clip. Well, Coach Picknell did say that when he came in, he said, these guys already have
2: run blocking experience. Like they right. so we did that a lot. On yeah. Right so he's like we are going to we're going to focus and work on the pass blocking and he said that there's things that that he already knows off the bat that he's excited to teach these guys um about different past sets and different things i think comparing anybody to joe thomas is uh well, yeah, is it's not that, fair that's, no totally that's
0: an outlier as far as physique wise totally
2: if, i mean joe thomas if anyone ever saw like the jason movies that's what he looked like like a big <laughs> guy literally unstoppable like could like if you i don't know what the, in all those movies they like blow him up and burn him and he just keeps walking after you and he's fast yeah um and strong um Listen, I'm excited for the O-line. I think some things we've heard is that they were just all over the place. They couldn't pick up what was being put down and um and and it's confusing, you know, you get different coaches and different things are happening and and the year was kind of crazy. I'm really excited because we had coach Bicknell and he was unbelievable. And I think, you know, when you have these guys, like even what's a huber was that he still was a guy like that you know like you really you listened he was a good coach and you you really either you wanted to do well cuz you didn't want to get yelled at or you wanted to do well because you didn't want to get yelled at whatever the reason was he still was a good coach and i think what we have now are are a lot of really good pieces to a puzzle um and i i have to believe and i would love to hear what you think still on on the old line but they i can't see them I have to think that they're going to be way better than they were last year.
0: Well, and here's the thing: that group, right, has more top level recruits in that in that lo- in that uh, room than any other group on the team, right? All those guys are, are fairly highly rated recruits, right? And we all know, you know, stars don't necessarily matter to a certain extent, but you know the the cup. It's not bare at it at, at, at by mm-hmm. any means, right? And so they have some talented guys, and they're going to figure it out. And I I think I agree with, um, I agree with the statement of like they've done a lot of lot of run blocking. Let's work on your weaknesses, which is pass pro. And mm-hmm. so um, they're going to get better. Um, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be maybe an easy fix right away, but they'll get better over time. They will.
2: Yeah. Well, and they have to, but they yeah. will. <laughs> yeah, they have to, but they
0: will. Yeah, but they
2: will.
1: You know. Oh. Go for oh it, yeah! Did you get a chance to meet Coach Spalding, new runbacks coach? I did.
0: So I. Uh, so yeah, so...
1: he he an interesting guy. I'm excited for when Bernie and I get to talk to him because he's <laughs> a young dude who seems to have a whole lot of energy.
0: He does. He. Uh... So I, I got a chance. Um, Alec James is now kind of the director of alumni relations and and high school relations or whatever. So I got a chance to meet Spalding, and I got a chance to meet. Um, coach Fickle after practice. He's a, he's a younger guy with a lot of energy. Um, I think he's going to coach him hard. I think it's probably going to be a little bit different style of coaching they've had. Um, uh, And, you know, going back even to coach settle, coach settle was a little more laid back coach. Um, But I, I think he's going to be good for them. I think he's going to challenge Braley and Chez to really take their game to the next level. But it's also like certain positions, there's just certain intricacies about the position I think the details do matter. And I think he just from observing from afar, he's really trying to, you know, pull out and understand the actual position. I think, and honestly, for me, what helped me so much was having coach white um, in the run game. He really hammered the details and, you know, we made fun of him all the time because he had the same sayings over and over again, but at the end of the day, you, you really hammered the details. And then that stuff showed up in a game. And I think, Having those type of things um in place for that group, especially a talented group. Um, I think I think the new coach is gonna be really good for that group and and then you know help some of those younger guys too, because after this year, you know, Chez is done, and then you know, depending on what Braylon decides, you're gonna have a whole new group of guys that you're gonna have to, you know, teach and, and learn and, and be ready to play. What
1: Coach he, White no. saying best describes what you saw out of the running back group and Coach Spaulding. Oh boy. Um, Oh I only God. have, I, I only have like negatives.
0: <laughs> oh man. He, you know, he just had, he always talked about like speaking his language, right? Because he had certain words or phrases for everything. So whether it was carrying the ball high and tight, um, whether it was like you always before each play, you know, you had an idea like, okay, if it's, outside zone I don't we didn't call it outside zone but if it's like bob or something inside zone you know you have to talk about what's your what's your footwork what's your landmark what's your reading like you know you have to speak that language because when you can it's easy if you can't do it easily in a meeting you sure as hell ain't going do it easily in front of 85,000 when you got Michigan's D-line running after you you know what I mean so like I think he just has certain things that you were able to develop a consistency of like, this is what you expect in this position on each play. Um, and I, I think uh, the, the new road running back coach is going to get that out of, of Braylon and Chaz too. I mean, you got to think coach white was so detail oriented, made you think about football. He
2: made me think about football in a whole different way, mentally more than just physically running dudes over and getting into the end zone that, that literally I played tailback against Penn state. And did really well. Now we had the best old line I think in the biz, but because you hear it and it's like osmosis. What's your landmark? What's your st- first step? What's your landmark? You know, what are you thinking? What are you looking for? It's like, you know, you, BC, you're a different, whole different, you know, can of worms. Like you're an, you're a, a spectacular athlete. Like your running back IQ was so much better than mine. That's why oh, I played I fullback. That. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, but but that's why like, somebody asked me, and they're like. I'm like, man, I hope AD comes back soon. That dude's special. Like, you guys are special. So to have Coach White be able to coach two different groups, I mean, I'd say the running back group, right? to be so detail-oriented, to hear that Spalding's doing the same yeah, is very – it's exciting because it right. really does – you know, you think, like, anyone who just plays football is like, give the ball to this guy. He's the best guy. Right. But, but Coach White was coaching Rondane,
0: right. you know,
2: um, all the way up until – whoever he, you know, PJ Hill, you had dudes, everyone almost played in the NFL. Right. And from, I think
0: if, if those details aren't coached consistently with everybody, things fall through the cracks. Like for instance, you know, if you watch Braylon last year, he had a lot of powers, right. That he, he went backside, right. Usually that's the number one rule that you don't go backside and power unless it's wide open. Right. I remember doing that one time against Michigan and Huber pulled me inside. He goes, listen, you go backside one more time. You are on your own, right? Like you are on your own. We can't help you. And so like it's small details of like, you know, power always hits um, a gap out, right? Like it's always a gap out. And so those, those small things. And I I think, you know, as running backs, you know, for the most part, the really talented ones have a lot of capacity to handle a lot. And Mm -hmm. I just think that we haven't in the last couple of years given Braylon and Chaz a lot on their plate. And I, I think, I think they can handle more. And so that's why it was really exciting to see Braylon this past Saturday in pass pro. Right. And Braylon is not a small guy. I still think people forget how big he is until you see him in person. Like, and you know, a backer comes up to the A-gap, he stone colds a guy right in the A-gap, right? Like like seeing him in pass pro, seeing Ches in the run, in the pass game, seeing Braylon in the pass game, like those are things that they should be asked to do more because those are your best players and you need your best players to handle the most, but also be the best and most productive. And now you got two guys that can do in the backfield. So I'm really excited. I think it's gonna be a really big year. And I think they're gonna I think they're gonna freaking eat from day one. Yeah, and that pass pro makes you a lot of money in the pros. I'm telling you. Just as James White. I'm telling you, he just has Daria and, Gumbawale. Right? Yeah, he's still playing, just has Darry. Right. Like Darry in and, and, and I know Darry well no disrespect to him, but he's probably the least talented guy. Right from Wisconsin, that's played as long as he has, and that's just a fact. Right, like of all the really good running backs that come out of Wisconsin, he's still playing. He never started a game in college, and and exactly, and it's like, but his work ethic and his his hardworking, um, good guy, good teammate, great yeah.
1: special teams player,
0: hundred percent. Right. Yeah,
2: I would say he out. He's like the epitome of outworking every single person, one hundred percent, and consistent, constantly learning, which I think is huge in football because the game still is, is consistently moving. Um, Oh, BC, you said something I want to go back to, but I totally forgot. Um, So I'll pivot instead to you watch Braylon and chess, right? From last year, you can see the difference, right? Like Braylon seems like a downhill. Like, you know, I want to hit pinball off of 20 guys. Chess, Chess to me changed dramatically from, I don't want to hit guys to, I want to start getting hit and get and hitting guys. What's the difference between those guys last year to what you're seeing in this offense now?
0: I I think Breland's first year, he was downhill, right? He was young. He was just trying to hit every hole head down. Last year, I thought he did probably a little bit too much dancing, um, too much trying to make every play the big play. What did Coach Um, White say? One step and go. One step and go, right? Get up on Um, their feet and make a cut. I thought, yeah, one cut and go. I, I feel like Braylon just had times where he was trying to make every bit play a big play. And you um, got to trust. He didn't trust that no. like things would be there. Coach White always was like, yo,
2: trust it. These guys are, you wanted the backer to run. You want the defensive guys to run. And then you cut back and you're gone.
0: Yeah. Uh, but and you got to so, trust it, though. It seemed like, and listen, I was just there for one practice, but it seemed yeah. like he was more of a one cut, get downhill, play behind your path type of guy. I think for him, um, for next year, for him moving on to the next level, that's the kind of guy he is, right? And so he needs to to do that. Um, I think Chez, from his first year when he tore his knee, he kind of looked a little bit bigger last year. And I was mm-hmm. concerned of, like, sometimes when you add weight on a smaller frame, you know, your speed diminishes, you're carrying a little bit of weight, harder in your joints. But I, I feel like he... Um, it's kind of bulked up, but also likes playing with more of a physical, a physical presence when he runs. And so he's finishing runs, he's finishing forward, um, and he's not necessarily just avoiding or, or shying away from contact. So I think you can't. I would be hard pressed if somebody could find me a better duo than those two in the country. I, I really believe that. Just I believe it too. What they bring based on their style, based on the offense we're going to run in. You're I, I would find it hard pressed to find two better guys in the same backfield. And what I'm excited about is in having those guys, I'm sure they're working on it, having those guys in the backfield at the same time. Right? You can cause some real headaches for defenses when you don't know who's getting the ball, who's blocking, who's running, who's catching. Um, it's it's gonna be pretty cool to watch. Yeah, and you could you as like you would have done, you could put you
2: out as a wide receiver. So the personnel plays with people's defense and then people's 100%. minds is you have eleven personnel, or you have what were they called? It would be, it would be, I don't even know what is it? What, two backs and three wide receivers. You could literally
0: do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I don't want to, I don't want to forget the receiver group has stood out, right? Obviously, changes right. there, but you know, you have Lewis and you have the Pauline kid, I believe, from Cincinnati is mm-hmm. playing yeah. the slot, but you're you're legit like six seven deep at that position. Um, with a variety of talents. So I think with with that combination on the offensive side, that offense should be able to put up some points and really get some guys on their heels next fall.
2: Yeah, I mean, BC, you get you and me in a room – it's like I just want to talk Braylon and uh, Chez all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I know, I, I know,
1: burn, And I got to pivot us to talk about quarterbacks, man. Because well, well, uh, I yeah, I was about to do the same. I'm just okay, saying, like, okay, I absolutely okay. love the running backs. I'm so excited. We love for running them. backs. Everyone loves running backs here, right? <laughs> if you if you love Wisconsin, you love running backs. It you and you love offensive linemen. It's part of the contract. Mm-hmm. But you know, burn we talked to we talked to Coach Longo. He's got me excited about a little bit of quarterback play. Not going to lie. Uh, and BC, what was it like to see just dudes slinging it around and not taking play action, seven step drops or old school, five step drops, just having it in the shotgun and having it out quick. What, but also having like dudes in the room. Yeah. It's um, wild. It's wild. What is it it see that just on was,
0: Um. So, yeah. So, so they're no huddle. And so everything is from the sideline from Coach Longo. Um, what's the What's the kid's name from SMU?
1: Tanner, Mortimer. Uh, Mortimer. Tanner.
0: Um Number eight, yeah, can sling it. Holy <laughs> moly, right? Like I, I, he just he has a very live arm, um, and I, I think um, what we've lacked in the past is maybe that the the way to read defenses and and make a quick decision it's something that I think we've struggled with in the past and he he has a live arm so he can make every throw um but he makes quick decisions like boom 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 balls out right and then like the checkdowns are thrown um the way to be thrown a level two throw a deep throw like he has all the tools um and so I'm excited because he's gonna put up some huge numbers but he that was one thing that jumped off and I was like wow this dude can freaking sling it. And I don't know if we've had a guy that can sling it like that before. Um, Russell's a little bit different because I think Russell's a little more athletic. Like Russell was a little bit more running around. They did have some 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 run plays, um, called run plays for the quarterback. Um, but I don't foresee that being a huge part of offense. I just foresee that being like something that we need in that situation. Um, but he can freaking sling it. And I was just like, man. Wow, this is like backyard football. The ball's going everywhere. And so that was that was really cool to see. And, and I think the receivers are going to benefit, you know, huge from them as well.
1: Believe in Badgers is excited to be brought to you by Infinigods. Infinigods is a gaming studio with a suite of free, fun-to-play games centered around ancient mythologies and civilizations. Visit Infinigods.com to play their first game Infinimerge and learn about their upcoming tower defense game. Play for fun or play to compete and take your shot at winning digital collectibles. That's Infinigods at Infinigods.com. Unleashing the power of blockchain games.
2: So any any of the guys, some of the maybe the backup dudes you're like, wow, this kid could be good, you know, future. Maybe they have some plays that you're like, man, this guy's gonna come in and and run the ball a little more, do something different. Like, was there any of that? I mean, you were at one practice, so, yeah. you know, there is that. But was there any, like, guys who are not maybe the starter that you're like, man, I'm pretty excited about this kid one day?
0: So I, I only – and I feel bad because I only watched really the offense. I didn't really watch any of the defense. Dude, who watches the defense? Sorry, <laughs> coaches and everybody else. But, I mean, like, why would you? Um I, um, I think that receiver group is going to be good, right? And so, the, the kid from SC – um, Williams, there's a couple other kids. That I was like, oh okay, they're gonna be, they're gonna be all right. Um, the running back is it Jackson? Jackson Aker, the number thirty four. Jackson Aker, and then the other kid that played safety but then moved to running back starts. With oh, Kate okay, Yeah, yeah, those two. I thought I was like, okay. Like so Cade was getting the number three reps. Yeah. Um in the running. We've back. heard
1: good things about Cade. He was a you know high school kid out of Western Pennsylvania who was just kind of like an athlete. Like he just kind of did it all for his high school team. So, you know, he, he's always had the you know the athleticism yeah. to do it. They just he just had to find a
0: position. Yeah. So I, no, I think got, that, I think it's interesting to see how he's gonna turn out. Yeah, he's got some juice. And I think, you know, I mean it may be tough to get some reps this year, but he's got some juice. I was really impressed. Um One, one cut guy, but fast, explosive, Um, which, you know, I I think you need that at that position. Um, uh, I thought Aker did well. I think it's going to be interesting to see how he transitions back to running backs. I know he played that in high school. Um, I'm trying to think, Uh, like I said, that tight end room. I'm just really interested in see how they all fit in. Yeah, they've
1: got a lot of injuries they have to deal with, too. They
0: they do, and, that, and that's been a group that's been kind of injured over the last couple of years. And so yeah. you, I don't really know what to take from that group because um, we want them to stay healthy, obviously. But then we're going to need some guys to make some plays um, in the pass game, too. So we'll, um, we'll see, though.
1: Yeah, so let, let's take a let's take a step back and look a little bit more like big picture, sort of at the program. And I'm just curious, sort of like your thoughts. I mean, you you guys are always talking with your former teammates or the guys who played in the program. Just what is you know what's going on there? What are the conversations you're having with guys you played with about sort of the state of
0: the program? I, I think everybody is is you know genuinely excited. I think everybody is. You know, feeling kind of a, a breath of fresh air. Um, like I said, it's, it, and I'm not going to lie, it's it's still kind of eerie, right? Because it's it's not the Wisconsin way. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, I think the Wisconsin way is, has been a crutch on this program for a while because you think there's only one way to do a certain thing. And so I think there's a way to still be Wisconsin, but also – you know, update other areas of your program to make it more marketable to high school kids. Right. And so I think it's I think it's good. I really do. And, you know, I last time I was on here, you know, obviously the, the whole situation with Jimmy Leonard and we thought he was going to be the guy. And, and here's the thing. I'll, I'll be the first to say I never thought Coach Fickle was a bad hire. Like I'll be the first to say that. I never thought I don't think anybody ever thought that. Um, And I think you guys talked about it before. It's like I think people felt a certain way of how it was handled for Jimmy, but that doesn't mean Coach Fickle is not a great coach. And I think that's the best hire for what we're trying to do in our fit. And hearing Coach Fickle talk, like he's the guy, right? And he's the guy. He's going to do, I think, really well at Wisconsin, rebranding it and making it a top ten program that it deserves to be. um, and then when you start when you start winning a whole bunch of ball games and playing in big games that matter and winning those games, you you know the the floodgates are gonna open and you're gonna get a lot more people that wanna come to Wisconsin, a lot more people that wanna be involved, a lot more former players coming back. Um, and that's so why I think everybody's kind of just waiting on pins and heels. Like so far, the first two boxes are checked, right? The third box is we gotta get to the season, the fourth box is we gotta win a major championship. But so far, so good. Yeah, I, I listen. I, I agree. I feel like when it
2: happened, you know, I thought Jimmy was the guy. I was very excited. I think he would bring in a emotional. lot of new. It was, it was emotional.
0: emotional
2: right? so, yeah. I um, but when you look and you're like, man, Coach Fickle, you're like, hold up, this is like this guy's proven he's done it, and then he starts, you know, like then you're like, it was like um, it was like two worlds colliding. I was like, man, I love Jimmy and he's my dude, and I wanted him. But you're like, wow, Fickle's great, and what he started doing immediately, he got Longo, he got all these other guys, and you're like, we didn't give Jimmy a chance to do anything, so there there is that, I'll preface that. But then you're like, damn, this guy took off. Like, he was shot out of a literal cannon and never stopped. You know, what what impressed me the most is I think the day after he was hired, he was at Catholic Memorial talking to the coach. The day after. Like, the dude flew in on a jet, did a press conference late at night, which— all the kids were at, all the students were at, and the athletes on football guys. Which I was shocked because I, you know, all the stuff you're hearing is like, uh, oh, maybe we're not going to come back. We're like a little upset. So, what did that man do to persuade, or just, or the message he gave the the, the student athletes was must have been one of like high energy, exciting. Hey, we're at a precipice to do something special here. Yeah. I just think it's cool. You have dudes coming back. You have what's the name coming back for like his seventeenth year? The quarterback. He's the ninth man in the room. Yeah. Um. And
1: he's coming back for like a sixth or seventh year. So, actually, I hold on. You're, you're talking about Chase Wolf. He's actually not. Oh no! What happened? That, that situation changed. He's. Yeah. He he oh. that 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 situation he's Take another opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh-huh. he Yeah. He took something else. So. What did he do? that uh, business like moving on to like professional career.
2: Oh, yeah. he's smart then. Yeah, he's just going to yeah. sit in
1: a room all day and with a clipboard. Yes. yes, it was, um, much, it, it, it was the it definitely the right move, I think, for all party all parties agreed, involved. Agreed. But no, you're right. I don't, but, what, what, I don't know. I was kind it. of excited to. I'd be excited to get a front row seated to like
2: this whole new era. But neither here nor there. Yeah. Um. Sorry, Matt Perkins. I just think. Listen, I think what he's doing. You're right, BC. We're checking all the boxes. Our social media branding has been through the roof. Automatically, he got coaches that I think we needed. A long time ago, I think we needed a Phil Longo. Um, I mean, that's Phil Longo to me is like the most needed hire in Wisconsin history in a long time. I think we're checking the box of getting transfer portal guys to fill holes that we needed. And I think what we have do, the, the recruiting cannon fires like
0: every other week. Yeah. Can't even keep up with all the dudes that are that are up saying yes to Wisconsin. And I don't, and I don't follow a lot of other social media like team accounts. But you know who all this also reminds me of another school that did a higher. One of my former schools is Colorado, right? Like, and the only reason why I say that is because like their social media is like almost full access, and like in today's world, that is needed. People want to see what actually goes on from a day to day basis. Obviously um dion is obviously a a very like in the spotlight type of person but like the moment they hired him how how are we going to elevate this brand and you highlight they highlight every little thing they do and i'm like that's genius because you get bought in you know you get buying from them and that's the same exact thing we're doing here is like every week i see something new something i haven't seen from wisconsin Um, there's different cultures, there's different players. Like, it's just like, it's, it's so smart, especially in today's world where a lot of recruiting is all done via online social media. You need to have a strong presence in that. And I think it's going to help us in the long run. I really do.
1: And I think building on top of that is the fact that you've seen a, if you're following recruiting, there are a ton more. You know recruits visiting with their families, and it's a much more transparent thing. I don't know if you've watched like the first episode of the camp. That you can see at practice just how many people are there, and the transparency for me works in two different ways. The first of those is that we you just see a lot more, like you just talked about with what Colorado is doing, things like that. You're going to see behind the scenes stuff. You see them lifting. You see them doing all of that good stuff, and it builds up positive vibes and it builds up buy in. The second thing it does for recruiting is it shows, you know, parents, high school coaches. This is exactly what it's going to be like. There's like we're not behind closed doors. We're not going to you know, you can see exactly how the coaches are going to coach you. And I think what that also does is it it kind of weeds out guys a little bit who may not be down for that. Right. And so for me, it is a huge bonus. We talked about at the beginning of the episode like kudos to the social media team. For me, you know, I'm someone who's worked in social media and whatever. That LSU title team from 2019 for me was the team that like took it to the next level. And I think this social media team is doing a lot of the same things and building hype in a really positive way that is, you know, just translating on and off the field.
0: Very intentional. You can tell they're very mm-hmm. intentional of what they're doing.
2: Listen in BC. Imagine if someone was filming everything we did outside of well, like
0: I, I, I would probably that's say I, not I, I would work know, harder. I don't know if it would have been well perceived. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I well, I, I would we have looked better at
2: practice yeah. than like my cut. You know my my shirt that was like ripped in pieces. And,
0: I don't I don't know if it'd be well received. There was more more fights and and more. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> more that stuff genius. might not have been.
0: Portrayed
2: um <laughs> out there that was one of my favorite things coach white did he got mad at a at a, a cut you know because the film staff used to cut the fights out coach white was he was like where is this and he kept going back and forth he couldn't find it so then then he um this has to be like my second or third my maybe my second year there and he went to the film staff and he's like listen every cut that i get i don't want the fights cut out so we would watch the fights with me it's just kind of funny to watch like these ridiculous fights and then he'd be like yo, you see this guy, don't ever let him do that to you again. Like in a fight, you know, someone like s- sends a sucker punch or whatever, and he's like, don't let this happen to you again. Right.
0: But, you know, but things have changed, <laughs> right? Like totally. super long practices have changed. Um, being padded every day for two weeks has changed. Like things have changed for the better, right? Obviously player safety. Um, but it, it is it is interesting to see kind of how they go about things. It's like, man, there's a camera around <laughs> in 04 and 05. You would have saw something for sure. <laughs> there Good or
2: bad. S- I don't know. <laughs> there are a lot of people figuring out social media slowly who would have been very electric yeah, stuff.
0: I agreed. Um, who
1: would have been the most electric from that team? Brandon Williams. Uh, Maybe B. White.
0: Well, in, well, in 04 when I read Dantez. That, that was a group of like Raz and Antosh and all of them. That was oh, Antos. Um but yeah, no five. It for sure would have been B-Will. It would yep. have been the, the receiver room would have been all over the camera and all over the mic. Yep. You would have never saw Lee Evans, but you would have seen all these other guys. <laughs> uh, the D line for
2: sure. Yeah, were those guys were wild. I think Zalewski would have been a funny dude.
1: Pretty, yeah. Um. I'm gonna go. I think I would have been a little bit wild if, if yeah, I was game. So oh, you would have been like, fantastic. Like you been I would have been what I would have wanted though, Burn. I would have wanted like a real life documentary following you around after games at Wando. So that's that. That's what I think the people really want to see. Then I would know what I did that night. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't know if I want that. But see,
2: the thing is, then then do I change the way I am? Because yeah, because I know big... I'm so. Mm-hmm. I think there is that, right? Like you're not going to Wandos to just drink fish bowls and beers because nobody's filming. You maybe you're going and like you have a couple beers and you're trying to be like a good good individual because they're filming stuff that one the coaches could could watch.
0: Yeah.
2: I wasn't mad about my parents seeing anything. I was mad about like Coach White being like, Hey Byrne, anything I gotta worry about from last night? You're like, <laughs> what have you heard?
1: <laughs> I love that guy about though. it then you really don't want to be, and then you're in a world of hurt. Because, no, it, listen, it wasn't just one person heard about it. It was, every,
2: it's like they had a coaches meeting after anything ever happened, and everyone knew automatically. It's like they were all in a, the same AOL chat group. It was like, Matt Bernstein drank 10 beers at Wando's last night. That's and then, like, JD's like, oh, you drank 10? Oh, and then Coach White's like, I heard you had 10 beers. you are like, dude, it's 6.01 in the morning. Like, how on earth did you hear this? I have know this update I, like, I just thought the AOL chat group, man. I like that. That was fun back in the day. What are you in Slack now? Like, let's bring it
1: back. Yeah, Not I, like, what, what do you want? What's your away message? Is it going to be some like, some, like uh, lyrics from whatever song you're listening to on the day? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember that was, that. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I'd be in a bad mood. I, I'd leave some like really emo song lyrics up there. <laughs> be like, yeah, I'm so sad.
2: Oh, that's so funny. But it was great because then. Somebody would pop on and they're like, oh, they're in green or whatever. And you're so happy they're in mm-hmm. there. And you could just talk to someone. so stupid, to be honest. I mean, now it's like kind of what we do all the time, but it's still back in the day. Just call somebody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Bernie, you now, love a good phone call, don't you?
2: I'm uh if you send me an email that's longer than a couple sentences and I can't understand what you're saying, which is almost every email, I just call you back.
1: Everyone I appreciate has a signature that about you. I appreciate Everyone that has a signature
2: you. and has their email or their phone. And I leave messages like a jerk. I love it. I'm like the one guy nobody wants. Everyone's like, damn it, this guy's gonna call me, isn't he? People will people will literally screen my call and then send me a text saying, I'm not picking up your phone call today. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> Dude, my wife does it. She's like, you didn't get ske- you gotta start scheduling these calls. I'm like, honey, you can't do that, man. You just gotta call people. <laughs> Whatever, it's so much easier to text, to be honest. But not in business when you're trying to get things done. Neither here nor there, BC. What are you most excited about come Buffalo? The Sabres? <laughs> Matt Perkins? Buffalo Sabres? What are they called? The Buffalo? What,
1: the, the, the hockey team is the Sabres. Oh, what's the team? The... Buffalo, the... Oh, the Bulls. The Bulls, the Bulls oh. are our University of uh, Buffalo team. Yeah, the Bulls. Is that who we're
2: playing?
0: Yeah. They the yeah, the, the, the Buffalo Bulls. Yeah. Sounds That's, so terrible. Is that, terrible is that a Friday or Saturday perk? I think it's a Saturday game, right? Saturday game. If you, um, if
1: you guys vamp, I will find out.
0: I think it's Saturday. I think it's the second. So I think it's Saturday. It's like Labor uh-huh. Day. Yeah, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. I am. And I'm going to be in attendance. I might I, be there too. I have, to see this, I have to see this up close and personal. I'm excited about the offense, obviously. Um I think being able to have the the pieces in, excuse me, the pieces in place to score a lot of points. Um, I'm interested in seeing the defense as well because obviously it's going to be a little bit different than what we've run in the past. But um, Saturday they weren't in a lot of base stuff. It wasn't a bay, a lot of three three five. It was a lot of mix and match. So, we'll be interested to in see how they transition and just to that, but. There's some playmakers on the defensive side of the ball as well. So,
2: Yeah, I'm always, I'm always, I'm, I am excited to see the defense and I do love like our, you know, our past defense have been very special. And I think moving forward, these guys are still going to be studs out there. And what I'm really excited about is scoring more points than the other team, but by like a substantial amount I'm excited about. I'm excited about watching these dudes grow throughout the year, since it's such a short time period to. You know, BC, like when you and I meshed, we, you were there for a year and a half almost. Right,
0: right. Right. So like
2: you like love, you become like you, you become such brothers with each other that you don't want to do anything wrong or you work your butt off to do everything right is really what it is.
0: And and next year, right. The, the schedule gods work in our favor, right? Like we don't yeah. have a super grueling schedule by normal Big Ten standards right. um, where you're playing. You know, the Penn States, Ohio States, Michigans all in the same year. So that is in our favor. Um so
1: I've actually got a I'm gonna interrupt. So Saturday, September second is okay. the game against Buffalo. And now I have a question. So you guys in that two thousand and five season opened up against Bowling Green and you scored fifty six points. Bowling Green.
0: And you scored we were 56- losing at half,
1: weren't we? Uh you were uh, you were tied, tied at 35. We were losing most of the game. You were I losing mean, most of the first half. We were, extra, we were, down, were down fourteen
0: 13, nothing or yeah, that was not like 13, a blink nothing. of an eye. The
1: and then you scored 35, <laughs> then you scored five touchdowns in the second quarter. Okay, so a over under 56 points for Wisconsin against Ooh. Buffalo in the opening game this year, and B Raylan Allen over under your 297 total yards from scrimmage.
2: I'm under Braylon only because I think they're going to do so much other things. The focus was BC the whole time. That was BC's like coming, that was out, his party. coming
1: out party. Oh yeah,
2: and that was like get I... him the ball. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go under with Braylon only because he he's not. I think he'll still be the focus, but I think depending on what they try to do, we're gonna we're gonna be able to um, transition to different things, and and we have so many guys now. I think it's gonna be, be great. I think fifty six.
0: It's tough. Under for man. And I think under for 56. I think it's probably gonna be in the 40s. Okay.
1: Um,
0: because it's it's everything's new, but it's also the first game, right? First game of real live hitting and competition in a game. You know, and, and the reality is listen. This ain't this isn't Cincinnati, right? It's reality, right? Like, this is the Big Ten. And so although you're playing Buffalo, like, playing in an environment at Camp Rental is different than playing at home in Cincinnati. So I think it's going to take some of those kids an adjustment, right? Like, there's a lot at stake here. And so I think there's going to be a little adjustment. So they'll probably score in the low 40s. And Buffalo's going to come out with their hair on Guns fire. blazing blazing. Guns blazing. Yeah. Um, sure.
2: And I also – wait. And, uh, uh, man, why do I keep my – brain keeps slowing down today. It's Monday, I guess. Um, Well, I actually have, and this was it. This is it. Sorry, Matt Perkins. I do think that they will, if they get up to by, if it's like 40 to 17, I do think in the fourth quarter, they're going to play dudes who need to get reps. I think that's going to be important. It's not, listen, I don't, this year might not be the Alabama let's score 70 on everyone to be number one and get to the playoffs. It's we got to get all these guys ready to continuously play throughout the whole season in big 10 play. So they might bring in a second string QB, third string QB, get all the running backs reps. That always doesn't mean you're going to score 56 points, but doesn't mean that some of these guys won't break some long ones. So I still think under, but it's exciting.
0: Okay. So I bet you their quarterback has close to 300 yards passing though. Oh, it's going to be way over three. Yeah, be, I would say over on that. Yeah, yeah, I say
1: I'd say I definitely say over on that. Uh, total yards, five hundred and four for you guys in that game against Bowling Green. Over under five hundred and four total yards in the over. in the game. Yeah, over. over. I, I feel like that too. Okay, Tower so, and Bob like, and I
2: touched the ball a couple times. Like, it's not North. England. It's over. <laughs> Yeah, Bernie, you had four carries for 15 yards and a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. And one of those carries was nine yards
1: for a touchdown. So I had three (laughs) carries for like six yards. (laughs) Whatever, man, you, you guys were moving the ball on the ground that day. Booker had over 100 yards too. Sure did, yeah. So, okay, so I have one more question before we get out of here. I think this is something really interesting. I'm not a fan of Hugh Freeze as a coach whatsoever. However, I think he had an awesome idea showcase games instead of uh like a showcase game against other like regional schools that like you won't play next year for a spring in in lieu of a regular spring game so they were talking about (laughs) auburn playing like troy and alabama playing uab and something like georgia playing georgia state or something like that so for wisconsin you we would do it would be something like wisconsin playing northern illinois how would you feel about having that as like a showcase exhibition game instead of a regular spring
0: game? I think the smaller schools may have um, hesitancy about it just because of maybe the size difference uh, and, and maybe injuries playing the part. I know nowadays most most schools have kind of a glorified spring ring. It's not really full mm-hmm. tackle. Yeah, um, it's kind of like controlled environment. Yeah, you
1: can't um, can't hit the quarterbacks. Right, like kind, of, that.
0: kind of like the NFL when they have joint practices. So I, I think, but what if that yeah. what what if that controlled was against another team, right? Because you're I, so sick I,
1: of going against your own guys by I the end of the spring. It. But so if you could have I that sort of like, but like you talked about, like that joint practice kind of thing against Northern Illinois for but for a day. Make what that is
0: it? I guess what is the incentive for Northern Illinois?
1: You just get, you get competition against you get competition against guys that aren't on your team. It's a different look.
0: But they're but they're, the guys over there are bigger. They're faster. They're stronger. <laughs> I mean, unless you start paying schools to do that, I just yeah. I think in their mind they're like, mm, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a great idea. I think that I think you would have record attendances across the, the exactly. board. Exactly. Totally. Multiple. Yeah. If you have people playing each other, I think that'd be really cool. Even if even if you didn't call a spring game, you just call a kind of like a joint practice. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. I just think for some small schools, that'd be like, you want us to play Alabama, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Troy, uh, and, and, and not, not get paid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: and you're not paying us. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that, I think that where we are in the NCAA in football and pretty much every sport is these dudes aren't getting, if they're not getting paid, they're not going to do it. You're putting right. your body at risk. I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um I think it would be fun. I mean I would probably do it, but that's because I hated the spring game I hated spring practice because you did you all you did was beat each other up and we and played a no, game. yeah a no game at the end of the tunnel so if you put a game at the end maybe um but I but then again like it's then you're adding another game to your entire existence as a I human
0: think, and it's I think besides special teams everything was live when we played it was a live yeah. game. It was a live game, tackle
2: football, besides sure. special teams. And I don't yeah, know what if about you could the, hit quarterback? the quarterback. Could you? Could you no, I think the quarterback, the quarterback you was. You
0: couldn't hit the quarterback. Else so like,
2: outside of that, like everything else, was like completely full four quarter game. Yeah, I don't think that's it. Listen, we talk about baseball at the beginning, and I heard last night when the Mets were playing. If you take the thirty minutes that it takes out the the pitch clock takes about an average of thirty minutes. That's if you play every game. That's eighty hours of your body not playing a sport. That's amazing. That's three days. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine like that's what my only issue with spring ball is it's so much more pounding when we played because it was like full pads almost every day. I don't remember taking a day off. We didn't. Or not even a day off. I mean like spiders
0: or just helmets. We would would do we would do multiple days in a row. Mm -hmm. Right. It wasn't like this on off, but there was less rules back then, too. There's less oversight back then. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was pretty reckless, but that's okay. It's okay until your body's like, you know, right. completely yeah, so shot now yeah, as but, an old man. Yeah. But
2: uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I, I think what they're doing now with spring practice is much different. Would I listen? Here's the thing it's a positive if you're playing a, a, some a better competition, right? To get better. But if Tanner goes down, somebody trips into him and his, busts yeah. his knee, that, would make me say, why are we bringing in any
0: right. team? Right. I mean, I this. think there's pros and cons of probably any situation.
2: Listen, Lee Evan busted his knee up against one of our own guys
0: in uh, 03. Right. Right. So it, these things happen,
2: um, and it was kind of a controlled environment. They just went up and got tangled. So right. I, I I think for like a – like as like a fan, it would be great. But as yeah, like I, I just thought it was an player, I, I was
1: I was an interesting concept that I wanted to to throw at you guys as, as, as players as a concept. So I thought I thought it'd be fun. Also, before we get out of here, BC, you've got to show the people that sh- sweatshirt because that is a beautiful, beautiful sweatshirt. I love that a
0: little He's camel action. Yeah, bit. dude, you're yeah. just a beautiful human being. Well, aren't. that's true as well. Everything about you is just awesome, man. Oh, Bernie, you're funny.
2: No, thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> well that's the <laughs> it's Listen, the truth. Listen, I hope I'm with you to watch the Buffalo Bulls go down. I, mean, I can't even say I'm gonna it. I'm going to be there for sure. I'm hoping. I'm pushing. But I have multiple bosses now, and one of them's almost two. So, you know, you got to get a lot of check boxes to uh, get out of town. Start
0: planting the seed now.
2: Dude, I have. Uh, hey, Allie's mom, Carrie, uh, can you watch our baby? We know you're the, on Labor Day. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I probably just got a text from Alex saying, what are you
1: What are you talking about that day, you, you dummy? <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, we hope that all of you folks who are listening out there uh, will join BC and Bernie. And who knows, maybe me. Maybe I could put that seat out there, too. Uh, to be at the opening game at Camp Randall, Saturday, September 2nd. Time to be determined. They haven't announced if it's a day game or a night game yet. I would imagine it's going to be an 11 a.m. kickoff, but probably probably, but, you know, we will see either way. I think we're all very excited about the direction that everything is going right now. So uh, make sure that you guys stay tuned in to the Believe in Badgers podcast, where we will be talking to all sorts of people about all this exciting stuff. We've got more coaches coming on. Uh, We'll have David Edwards next week. We've got uh, a very special brother combination. not going to reveal it yet. Very special brother combination coming on draft week and uh, some other big stuff coming up too. So uh, we will be here. Uh, Make sure that you guys are uh, uh, subscribed to the YouTube page to get videos and on the Instagram page at Believe in Badgers. And uh, thanks for tuning in uh, for Bernie, for BC. Until next time.
2: On Wisconsin. On On Wisconsin.
1: Wisconsin. Don't be a
2: Pop-Tart, BC. (laughs) I love that. was a good one. (laughs) No. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for
0: B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.